0: Welcome to another episode of Tell Me About Your Damn Book. I'm your host, Stephen Lohmer, and my guest this week is a horror author with a number of short stories under his belt. He's just about to release his first novel, or he may already have, depending on when you're watching this, Please welcome Tony Tremblay. Yay, thank you very much. (laughs) Pleasure to be here. Thank thank you you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Excellent. You are the author of The Seeds of Nightmares, a collection of short stories from Crossroad Press that made the Bram Stoker Awards recommended reading list. It did, yeah. Your horror and noir themed tales have been featured in anthologies, magazines, and websites on both sides of the Atlantic. You are also the host of the Taco Society Presents, a television show that featured New England-based horror and genre authors. In addition, you have worked as a reviewer of horror fiction for Cemetery Dance Magazine, Beware the Dark Magazine, and the Horror World website. You're also one of the founders of the horror convention known as NoCon, which is held September in Manchester, New Hampshire. You live with your wife in Goffstown, New Hampshire, a Mm -hmm. fictional version of which is often the setting of your tales. You have a son and a daughter and a granddaughter who is the cutest little girl in the whole world. Far none, absolutely. Cutest little girl in the whole Cuitest, world. Cutest. Okay. Prettiest,
1: cutest. All right. Love her to death.
0: Okay. I, I'm just, I'm thinking there's a lot of grandparents out there and that might be fighting. They boys. can fight me. Okay. They can fight me. <laughs> all right. Okay. I don't want to start anything. Just saying. That's all. Uh, now, in my research, uh-huh. I discovered that you're technology averse. Oh, well, yeah. You don't own a smartphone. No. And you have yet to figure out your Amazon Fire Stick. You know, I, 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 I actually
1: got it going, and I'm oh, watching good. Netflix, okay. but it cuts out on me. Every movie, I watch about a quarter to half the movie, and it cuts out. Okay. So I still, no, I, I still can't. I can't even run the fire stick. Okay. So,
0: uh, where where does this aversion, fear, confusion, whatever you want to call it, come from?
1: I, I don't know. It's funny, because I am an engineer, a mechanical huh. engineer. It's not electrical, but okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've always had a, a problem with home electronics. Uh but you know I, I love computers I was one of the first to get I don't know if you remember the old Timex computers and then the Franklin computers sure you know I bought those and, and learned to run those and then I graduated to uh, finally I got an iMac uh, but when it comes to smartphones and sitting there and looking at them and putting all that time in I just I can't do it I, just, <laughs> I get so confused I say you know what it's not worth it let's talk a little bit about NoCon what is NoCon oh boy yeah uh, NoCon it's it's, we were talking uh, S- Scott uh, Godswald and myself about starting a convention uh, uh, that was pretty much a mirror of the old uh, Anthacon uh, 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 convention that used to be held in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Okay. And Anthacon uh, was just a group of people getting together, talking, having a good time. wasn't very uh, formal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know they did make some presentations. They had some uh, panels that they did, and when Anthacon stopped. We all kind of missed it, you know, It's mm-hmm. that camaraderie, sure. your know, friendship, yep. and uh, Scott and I were talking about it and we said, let's have another one. Let's try it on our own. Mm-hmm. It'll be a non-convention, <laughs> that's where the no con comes from, no convention. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I uh, get it now. <laughs> yeah. And we picked Manchester, New Hampshire, a place that's right off the highway to get to. Uh-huh. Uh, it's uh, La Quinta Inn is is the hotel that's connected to the convention center. uh uh-huh. It's September 15th. But we got to talking about it. and. Uh, John McLevine started giving us all these suggestions, and we said, "You know what, John? Why don't you become part of the group?" So the three of us are putting together NoCon. Mm-hmm. Uh, since it is kind of um, casual, laid back, we're only having about ninety people come to it. Okay. If it really takes off, if all ninety people show up, mm-hmm. uh, we'll probably do something more formal in the future. Nice. Yeah. Okay.
0: Excellent. Uh, What are some other cons that you attend or are a fan of?
1: Oh, Nikon is probably the... uh the highlight of my life. ECON is this year is July 19th, I believe. It goes for four days, uh-huh. and it's held in uh, Bristol, Rhode Island. It's actually Portsmouth, Rhode Island, but Bristol is the next biggest town over. Okay. All the major authors go. Mm-hmm. Stephen King's been there. Wow. Peter Straub, you name it, they they've been there, and it's just a uh, they call it a, a campers outing, a campers convention, and we don't camp. We don't. We don't, we don't have <laughs> RVs. We don't have tents. We stay in a hotel, but it's at. Uh, atmosphere that camaraderie uh-huh. uh, and we're all we're best of friends we just have a great time nice so nice. And, and we do have panels that's much more structured uh-huh uh, and it's just a lot of fun it's, there's no other way to describe it nice
0: nice okay your author interview show the taco Society presents yeah. uh, just wrapped up after 51 episodes three years yeah um, what was that
1: experience like uh, Actually, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, It's it's kind of weird how the whole thing started out. I I went down to uh, uh, to a reading at at a a local uh, establishment, and I listened to somebody read. I got up and I did a little reading, Mm -hmm. and uh, the local TV show uh, station contacted me and said, "Hey, we have a guy that." does readings on his show and he wants to know if you'd like to come in and just read during his show. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I'm not quite sure how that would work, but I walked in and I got to talking to the uh, uh, the owners of the station and they said, uh, geez, why don't you have your own show? I mean, you've got this background in horror, Yeah, uh, you know all these people. I said, "Me, you know, with a TV show," and they said, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, we think you could do it." So I, <laughs> so I, I went out with a bunch of people and I started talking to them. I said, "Hey guys, look, I can't do this by myself. I'm too nervous and too chicken. But what if <laughs> all of us at the time it was uh, Gardner, uh, 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 Philip, Sydney, uh, and myself? Mm-hmm. Why don't we all get together and have a show together and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, do an interview type thing?" And, uh, so I went back to the TV station. I said, "I'll do it, but it's got to be a group show." And they loved that idea. Uh-huh. Uh, and 51 shows later, uh, you know, it was a success. It went really well. Sure. Yeah. Um, Why did you decide to end it? It just it ran its course. It was time. Okay. Uh, I was tired. Uh, it takes a lot of planning, a lot of work. Tell me about it. Yeah. Well, you would know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I would read the books. So, you know, I it just it's, it's a lot of. Uh, A lot of time that I just I didn't have anymore, Uh and part of that is because of my writing, sure, Um, and no con, and there's a lot of things going on, and we were somebody said, hey, you went out on top. Well, I don't know how how (laughs) how much (laughs) on top we were, but we went out on a good note, and we had a fun time. Uh Uh, So you know, I do miss it. I do miss the people, obviously, but um, you know, it's time to move on. Yeah, okay, good uh you're a
0: member of a hometown writers group called the blank page yeah how does being part of that group
1: help you as a writer oh tremendously yeah uh, i started out uh i'm gonna say 10 years it's about 10 years ago uh when i first joined the group i did not write i mean i, I knew i wanted to write and i have been writing but I didn't know how bad I was, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would I'd go to these meetings and I'd submit my work and they'd all kind of look at me. But that's how I learned. Uh, uh-huh. These guys were really good, uh, and they took the time and they taught me how to uh, basically write a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm talking about function and, and prose and, and that type of thing. And even t- to this day, I still get my apostrophes screwed up. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but I still I still love uh, uh, going to these these. Uh, uh, meetings and sharing my work with them. and they do the same. Mm-hmm. And, and we've got some pretty successful people in this writing group. Uh, Bob Perot, I think, has written or published rather, three three different books. Uh, Sandy Bixler is coming out with her first romance book. Uh, so there's a uh, there's a lot of success mm-hmm. uh, in our writers' group. Nice.
0: Nice. You previously wrote under the pseudonym TT. T. Zuma. Yeah.
1: Where did that name come from? Well, the TT is Tony Trumbull, uh-huh. but the Zuma portion. I'm a huge Neil Young fan. Okay, a huge Neil Young fan, and he had a uh, album called uh, Zuma and uh, it was a takeoff on Zuma Beach in California. Okay. Um, so what I did is when I had to come up with a name, uh, you know, I, because of work and a lot of other things, and what I write is, and she said, I don't know if I want my customers to know who Tony Tremblay is, and he like, writes these awful, awful stories. <laughs> <laughs> awful meaning scary, scary and, and dark, but yeah. not, but still oh, no, well written. Yeah. Exactly. Right, yeah. okay, yes, let's clarify Thank you for qualifying that. Let's that. clarify <laughs> that, still well written, <laughs> not
0: awful meaning awful, but awful meaning scary. Scary.
1: <laughs> So I get nervous, and I said I got to come up with a pseudonym. So I, I, used that one, and after a while, when my customers did find out, they all loved it. They all thought it was great, and I <laughs> said, you know, it shows you what I know. So I just, I just dropped it. I just said there's no sense in doing it, and it's funny because uh, once I dropped it, Paul Tremblay also it started to really come on his own. And so now I'm there, oh no you know, <laughs> And I felt bad for Paul because I do not mean to to jump on his uh, success at all right. Uh, but that's the way it is. You know <laughs> It wasn't planned. it just came out that way and I love Paul and he's a great he's good. He'll always be a better writer than I am. (laughs) Uh, And I just love his work, and I just feel bad about that. But I'm not going to change it. It's my name. Right, right. And T.T. Zuma is still out there if you ever... Well, I use it for nonfiction now. (laughs) Oh, yeah? So if I do reviews uh, or a series of articles for uh, a website, I'll use T.T. Zuma.
0: Okay. Nice. I love it, by the way. It's a great name. Thank you. Uh, Where where
1: did T.T. Zuma's first
0: story appear? The first
1: story uh, appeared in... The Horror World website. Uh, it was the. Uh, was the board? Uh, It was an Alabama Christmas. Uh, it started. Uh, I wrote that originally, and I sent it to the guy in uh, Australia. I forget his name now, uh, of course, because I'm on camera. You sure. Know, yeah. Get yeah. Up. yeah
0: it's, it's tough to remember things on it camera. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, he loved the story and. Uh, it was the last one he chose, and he had to. He emailed me back and said, "I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm going to pick a Tom Piccarilli story over yours." And how could I argue with that? Sure. So, so I understood. Yeah. So I went to Nancy Calanta, who ran the Horror World site, and I said, "Nancy, I really like this story. Uh, this publisher in Australia really liked it. Uh, what do you think?" And she said, "Tony, I'm buying it right now," and uh, that was the first published one, and that wound up in the Seeds of Nightmares. But the first uh, printed story was the burial board. Oh, Uh, and what year was that? (laughs) Maybe eight years ago. Okay. Uh, So what's 2010? 2010. Okay. So that would be about 2010. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Eulogies is something. Eulogies too. I do have a. That's uh, uh, Dong Sum and. uh, it's the weird story that's in there, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I can never remember the name of it. Uh, I'm terrible, my memory's going. But uh, that's the one I'm uh, editor of also with Nancy Kalante and Chris, okay. uh, Chris Jones. We did uh, two eulogies anthologies. Okay. So, and what's interesting about that is I sent the story in. Dong Sung, uh, I'm going to get it before this interview's over. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I sent the story in and they accepted it, they bought it. And then they said, hey, would you mind being one of the editors in the story and help us out picking things, uh, picking stories and uh, getting it published? And I said, Oh, absolutely. So it's one of the rare occurrences where an anthology has a story by one of its editors in it. Wow. But that's how it came about. So. Okay, okay. Um,
0: who are some of your horror heroes? Oh, boy, uh, John
1: McElveen. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh huh, he's, sure. He's everybody's hero. He's everybody's hero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my. <laughs> uh, Chris Golden's also uh, not only for his writing, but for you know his uh, work for the genre and what he does for for everyone. Mm-hmm. My favorite writer is Jim Moore. Uh, just uh, I've been following Jim since uh, oh gosh, uh, under the Oval Tree and Fireworks, his first novels. Uh-huh. Always been a, a fan of Jim's. Uh, the one I probably uh, respect the most would be Tom mm-hmm. um God, I read him more than ten years ago. I mean, I've been a fan of Tom's for a long time. But his work just hit me really hard. Uh, it's very visceral work and uh, if you like crime and horror, I mean, there's nobody better than Tom. Wow. Okay. So those are my heroes. Gerard This, there's, there's so I could so go on many, and yeah, on, yeah. Sure,
0: sure. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. Uh, have you ever written outside the horror genre?
1: Some noir, which is crime. Oh. Uh, the old man uh, is is uh, would be considered noir. Oh, and the scumbar, <laughs> which the is scumbar. the bar The It's a ghost <laughs> town set story. Uh, that was uh, uh, printed in uh, uh, Tough Tough Crime magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was. That's uh, also noir. And that's. Maybe you could attribute some horror to it, but it was mostly noir. Okay.
0: Do and, any other genres besides horror and noir appeal to you?
1: It doesn't now. I mean, someday it might. Uh, you know, John could talk about uh, his gone north and how he got outside the genre, mm-hmm. but I don't have anything in my mind, uh, like John did, uh, that I need to write. Okay.
0: All right. Well, as you know, uh, we have a gimmick on this show that we are contractually obligated to live up to. Mm-hmm. So, Tony Tremblay. Tell me
1: about the damn book. It's called The Morehouse. Okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you how it, that got its origins. Uh, I was a short story writer, Seeds of Nightmares, you mentioned that, and mm-hmm. I've had a lot of short stories published in anthologies and magazines here and overseas, uh, mostly England. And. Uh, Jim Moore and uh, Christopher Golden were, uh, formed a group called the uh, River City Writers. Okay. And what they did is they decided to put some uh, 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 classes together, seminars. And one of those seminars was called How to Write Better Fiction. So they were advertising for a while, and I kept debating and debating whether to do it or not. And then Chris finally—I uh, say finally—Chris emailed me and said, "Tony, would you be interested in going to the seminar?" And I said. You know, I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of time because of the show and because mm-hmm. of uh, uh, the writing. I said, but I think I can get something out of this. He said, Oh, great, because we really you know, love to have you, and I think you can get something out of it. So I said, Okay. So I signed up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What I didn't realize is that uh, the fine print said you you got to write uh, three thousand words and submit it, and then you know they'll take a look at it, and we judge it, and then the next meeting, you next class you write a little bit more. Mm-hmm. What I didn't realize is that it was for a novel. I thought it was short stories. Ah. So I read this and I panicked because I did not have a novel in mind. I had no idea uh, what I was going to write. So, <laughs> Bracken McLeod, another excellent author, uh-huh. uh, was having a, a, a book release party. And at the party uh, I ran into Jim Moore, one of the two people that ran the seminar, and he said, hey, let's go to dinner. So I went to dinner and I he said, what are you going to bring? And I said, Jim, i, I got to confess, I have nothing, I, I don't know, and the, the, the class was in two weeks. And he said, Tony, what did you always want to write? I said, you know, I really always wanted to write about a haunted house. And he looked right at me and he said, Tony, that's what you're going to write, you're going to write about a haunted house. Wow. And I said, you know, I bet you I could make that work. He says, you will. (laughs) And that was it. He didn't make it. You know, we talked about other things. uh, But he got me to thinking. And I can remember going to Bracken's party. And as I'm listening to Bracken talk and read, all these ideas start coming in my head for uh, 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 the Morehouse. Because I decided I'm going to name this after Jim. Because Jim is the one that gave me the idea. Okay. So the... uh, the Moore House was inspired by, uh, literally, Jim Moore, uh, the author. Wow! Uh, giving me uh, an ultimatum. This is what you're <laughs> going to write. Period. Go, okay, all right, I'll do it. And that's how it started. That's where it got its genesis. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Good. And uh, what's next for you? I'm working on a novel now, uh, it's maybe a third complete. I'm, I'm a slow writer, it took me a year to write The Morehouse. Uh, it, it's about, it's called, right now it's called Do Not Weep For Me. Uh, I, that name could change, but it's about this uh, young man whose uh, wife died and he's got a very young daughter, well, young daughter, I don't know why I did that, young daughter. <laughs> young uh, and yeah. small uh, daughter? Young and small daughter. Young and small daughter, <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> I think he's about five years old. And uh, he's uh, in the house, and she's out playing out back, and she gets kidnapped. And it's like, oh my God, what are we, you know, it's the end of the world. I mean, really, somebody losing a kid. Sure. Uh, and at the same time, there's a, uh, uh, it's in Gosstown, uh, there's a, a man that runs a local Gosstown newspaper who sees this, uh, what he thinks is an elderly woman walking by his front of his uh, newspaper office every day Mm -hmm. with a limp and her back is all messed up and then one day she walks into the the uh, newspaper office and he goes oh you know what can I do for you And she says my name is such-and-such and and, uh, I need to tell you about my life but I need a favor from you first and what happens is these two subplots Wind up merging into one, uh, and a lot of horrific stuff happens. And I can't tell two more, tell you two more because that'll be spoiling. Okay. And I don't want to really spoil it because the, the twists in this are, the, they're numerous and they're close together. Okay. so <laughs> All right. No, that's <laughs> If I fine. Do too much more, but it it doesn't turn out well for anybody in this this book. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Yeah. Good to
0: know coming in. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay. <laughs> uh, Uh, so we have a segment on the show called Questions from the Great Unwashed. They are social media questions that have been submitted for you. They're a mixed bag. You never know what you're going to get. So I will present them to you and then do what you like with them. Go ahead. All right. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So Soggy from Connecticut says, Soggy, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> we all know who that is. is. In Steel, you give a detailed description of the steel beast's breasts. In Morehouse, you have a pervert priest committing lewd acts with nuns. And the upcoming what it means to be a woman, vaginas galore. How do you get through a public reading without blushing? <laughs> There's only one person I know
1: who, who would know all that information. We know. We know who this is. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Well, it's obvious you don't read from those sections. <laughs> Although, as much as I'd want to, you you, you just don't. <laughs>
0: Fair uh, enough. Yeah, and Fair just enough.
1: just in case people are watching this and they're thinking, "Man, he's a pervert. He writes all this bad stuff." Those are only small parts of the book. Jerry from New
0: Hampshire asks, "Have you ever been mistaken for Steven Spielberg?"
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can tell it's he's a great unwashed. What well, did no, I tell you? you know what happened? Yeah,
1: I have been really. And, and what's funny is that we. After, after the Taco Society presents, we all go out for tacos and uh-huh. at a restaurant that's located uh, close to Goffstown, okay. and, and people used to tell me all the time I look like Steven Spielberg. I never believed it. But we're sitting down one day, and <laughs> this guy walks by the table, and he looks at me, and I'm kind of look back at him and he says I love your movies and, and then he goes to the bathroom and I'm looking at these guys and I'm thinking he must be talking about the taco society sure yeah. you know, never dawning on me and so as we're talking about it somebody says no you look like Steven Spielberg and I said come on he goes no you do and and you know that's what he's talking, he thinks you're Steven Spielberg. I go, hey, in Gosstown, New Hampshire, Steven Spielberg. right? <laughs> so we kind of laughed at it. As we get up to leave, the guy gets up from his table and leaves the same time we do. And so <laughs> the guy says, uh, you know, I just wanted to say again it's a pleasure to meet you and I really <laughs> like your movies. Now the guys I'm with are playing, they go, Oh, didn't he do a great job with Jaws? And they go, yeah. And they go, how about ET? And I'm dying, and this guy's sucking it all up, and he's believing I'm Steven Spielberg. And, and I, you know, finally sh- sh- shook the guy's hand and said thank you. And you know, and he left thinking I was Steven
0: Spielberg. So yeah, that's tremendous. Yes, that that's really tremendous. Happened. Great really question, Jerry from New Hampshire. Yeah. Thank you. Crispy <laughs> um, Creamy oh, asks. <laughs> Uh, do you hide any secrets in your books that only a few people will find? And that's a good question.
1: Yeah, it is a good question. Uh, the obvious answer would be yes. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think every writer puts a little bit of themselves uh, in, into every book they write, every story they write. Yeah. Uh, in the Morehouse, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's probably... A few things only a few readers will understand.
0: Okay. Uh, but it won't detract
1: from the story. Okay. Uh, but, it, yeah, I mean, people made the smile of the aghast. <laughs> uh, we had to change one of the names of the characters because uh, it got a little too uncomfortable. Oh, I right see.
0: Okay. Okay. We'll leave that at that. Yep. Um, Graham from Massachusetts asks, What's the most ridiculous fact you know?
1: Those ridiculous facts. Oh, man. Uh, Graham, you really put him on the spot here. Yeah, you really did. (laughs) Uh, I think that a uh, a whale's penis is only this big. Uh, That might be it. Uh, Yeah, that's about it. I I don't know any weird facts. Okay. uh, All right.
0: Yeah, so there you go, Graham, uh, whale genitalia. And uh, Frankie from New Hampshire asks, do you believe anyone can be a successful writer?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, I, you know, if you've always wanted to be, you can do what I did, go to a writer's group. Uh, just keep plugging away, keep plugging away, keep uh, hammering away at it. Seek out other authors, uh, do whatever you can, do whatever it takes to learn the craft. And yeah, yeah, anybody uh, with talent. And, and you've got to develop that talent if you don't already have it. Right. can do very well. Okay, nice. And this is my question
0: that I, that I always wrap up uh, every interview with. I am um,
1: married and I'm very happily married, so...
0: Oh. That's
1: okay. Yep. <laughs> no, no. Um,
0: it's a hundred years in the future. Okay. Uh, a young person goes into a library yep. and approaches the librarian yep. and asks about Tony Tremblay. Yep. What does the
1: librarian say about you? Boy, but what I hope she says is he's the guy that wrote all those stories about Town, New Hampshire. Uh, that's what I think how I want my legacy to be, and people can judge for themselves whether it's good or not. Sure, sure. Uh, but just to be known as someone that wrote a particular set of a series or a genre that comes to mind, I think that'd be f- fantastic. That'd be that'd be really nice. Yeah, that'd be yeah. a fine
0: legacy. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode of Tell Me About Your Damn Book. I'd like to thank my guest, Tony Tremblay. The book is The Morehouse, and it will be available in July 2018 everywhere? Uh,
1: Just about everywhere. July uh, 19th at at Nikon. Okay. uh, Which will be in Bristol, Rhode Island. Uh, And then the 23rd of July, um, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. He'll probably do Apple. You can yell out anytime, John. Uh, Wherever fine books are sold. Wherever fine books are sold. (laughs) Yes. That works for me. Yes, absolutely. And the Haverhill House website you'll be able to get. And the Haverhill House website. Excellent.
0: Well, thank you for joining us. Cheers.